Tuesday, December 26th, everybody actually had a real honest-to-goodness day off yesterday, so we thought we would come back and share with you five dealers, yes, five dealers, in a conversation we had. Five awesome dealers. Really awesome people at dealers. I mean, yeah, you'll get to meet them in a second if you didn't meet them last week at the year in extravaganza. So last, yeah, last week we did have the year in extravaganza, which has been live streaming over the weekend, over the long weekend, and is still available. Uh, Probably the best place, I mean, it's on our LinkedIn, but the best place to see it is to go to our YouTube channel, which is asotube, A-S-O-T-U dot be and you'll see a ton of content there that you probably didn't know existed but it does but toward the very top you'll see the year in extravaganza it's our uh, third annual show we put together brought in i heard over a hundred voices from the industry yeah that's up. like people that were in the show not watching the show in the yeah. show yeah <laughs> right right, right. It's crazy that's our strategy to have m- many people as we can in the show just so we can get the head count up no there, there were a hundred people and we had uh this one conversation we're going to share with you today with five dealers or general managers, right? Like some dealers, some GMs, um, talking about some of the different things in the industry, strategies. Uh, we asked Erica Tiffany Wells what it's like becoming a GM, what she didn't know, what she wished she knew going into it. So uh, we have- wait, 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 fa- Before we get to it, before we get to it, uh-huh. I just have to note, Paul, I, I think we've, the last two years that we've been doing this like post-Christmas mm-hmm. podcasting thing, mm-hmm. I, I think I've reminded you of this, but like, I have to note for all of the people that have not been in dealerships in a long time, not spent a lot of time in dealerships or anything like that. Like if you think Saturdays are busy or you think like August, Saturday, August 8th is exciting in the car business. You've never walked in on the 26th and gotten the, the like level of like riled up energy within you about what's about to happen over the next five days. Yeah, forget end of month. This is end of month, nuts. end of quarter, end of year. It's like tennis. This is game set match point. Game set match. Like it is just unhinged. So for all of you out there <laughs> that are walking into Such that. That's a great point. I am like, I am just rooting for you, pumped for you, like get game face on, have a whole ton of fun. Um, but yeah, we do want to share this conversation with you, but I had to bring that up. That's so good. No, no. Closing out 2023. Everyone's in it. Well, I think this conversation will contribute to that. Absolutely. Because definitely everyone that's in this segment is 1000% in the mode that you just described right now all day. So, um, we have Fabiola, Myers, Mathis, Erica, Tiffany, Wells, Ed Roberts, Mickey Anderson, and Michael Lee, all people that we've introduced you to in content throughout the year, all people that I want to sit down and have dinner with uh, in this next year. And we really think you'll enjoy this conversation we had with them at the year in extravaganza. What better way to start the year in extravaganza than by hearing from the driving force behind our industry, the auto dealers. So please welcome to the show some new and familiar faces, Ed Roberts, Michael Lee, Erica Tiffany Wells, Mickey Anderson, and Fabiola Mathis. Uh, You know, we want to look a little bit back at the year that was, and, um, uh, you know, there's been a lot of conversation in dealers, and and it feels like there's been just a massive up and down. One of the recent conversations that we've got to have is, Mickey, with you, particularly around what's going on in the EV space, which is impacting so many dealers in in unique and different ways, but also similar ways. Um, Mickey, give us a little bit of a recap on exactly uh, the the people that you've brought together to have a conversation um, with political parties about 
um, how EVs are impacting dealers and consumers alike. Yeah, well, thanks. It, happy holidays and thanks for, for uh, inviting me. Um, you know, in 2023, we saw the, the, probably the greatest influx of, of uh, BEVs in the history of the industry. And, uh, and I will tell you, we opened up the year with, with tremendous enthusiasm. Most of us had some, some wait lists for a lot of those great products. Um, and, um, and we saw a lot of enthusiasm. But as the year wore on, we saw those wait lists go away. We saw supply come up and demand come down. And uh, uh, certainly as you got into the back end of the summer and into the fall, we started to see large inventories and very high day supply of some really expensive EVs. Listening to our customers, we heard them say, we love the technology. We want to do our part to help with the environment, but we can't afford these cars. We can't charge these cars. We can't use these cars. And we're not ready for a full electric vehicle. So that was kind of the backdrop. Um, I had a chance to talk to many dealer peers across the country. And in a matter of literally a week or so, we had 4,000 dealers signed on to a, to a letter to the president, just letting them know what we're hearing from our customers. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, c- consumers are always at the at the center of a lot of our conversations. And, um, you know, uh, Ed, you are consistently an, an advocate for giving an incredible consumer experience that tar- starts with a great employee experience. How have you all been approaching in this last year and looking forward to approaching particularly the consumer experience, what are some of the things that you're doing that are, that are maybe setting the stage for a great consumer engagement and relationship? Well, it's, it's like you said, you get, it starts with employee engagement and then it carries out. But in everything that we do, we, we want all of our people to look through the customer lens. Don't do what's convenient for us inside the dealership. Follow it through, play it all the way out, play that tape all the way forward. And how does it work for the customer? And that's what we need to work backwards from. And if we do that and then enhance it internally, then the, the employee experience goes up and customer experience continues to climb. And uh, when you do that in a growing environment, because it's easy to lose track of some of those things when you're growing, it's much easier to hang on to that as you're contracting a bit. But our business is constantly growing and to continue to do that, it, it takes intentionality to continue to push that through every one of our department leaders to do that. And you, real quick, you've been intentionally growing your uh, mobile service department, and I've seen a lot of commitment to that, which is a commitment internally, but also externally. Talk a little bit about how that's gone and what uh, what the roadmap for that in the future looks like. Well, you, most people will hear it first here. We are going to blow up remote services in 2024. The uh, Some of you guys have seen it, but we have hired a uh, remote services director. Uh, it's a name that you guys are familiar with, and it is Jeremy Stevens. Hey. He had left this automotive group that he was at and came down to be a part of this ride. And uh, customers have told us for decades that they don't want to go through the process that we forced them to. So we want to meet them on their terms and uh, go out and meet them in field and take care of them. And uh, if we can't do it in field, we'll do pickup delivery or we'll send a rollback for them. But we want to enhance the ownership experience rather than just focus on the buy, focus on the buying experience. That's amazing. We can't hear to wait to hear more about that. We heard it here first. There you go. Um, <laughs> Erica, I want, I want to shift the conversation up to you. Um, now firmly in the GM seat. Congratulations again. I know that's been something you've been, you've been talking about for years and it was amazing to watch that materialize in real time. Um, now being in the GM seat, what is it that you realized that no amount of training or preparation could have prepared you for? Wow. 
watching and seeing how the in, the departments go together. You know, I think until you get to the general manager position, you don't really understand the delicate balance of all of the departments and how they work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start to watch the nuances where one little thing off in this department is going to throw a domino effect somewhere else. You know, the relationships with your people. I went from managing 30 people on the front end as a GSM to 80 people, including technicians and service advisors and lot techs and all those relationships together. And as you build a relationship with those people and start investing into the emotional equity, they get your phone number. They want to come in your office. They want to talk about their pay plans, their personal life. And you have to figure out how to, to, to balance that you know, to do what's best for the company and build those personal relationships, but also realizing that every single day you're responsible for all of these families, you're responsible for a budget, you're responsible for banks, and it is a lot. And I'm enjoying it, but I am also drinking from the water faucet as I am. As I as I get what I've asked for, right? Yes. Well, I see everybody on the screen is like <laughs> nodding something like this, you know. <laughs> Erica, what is one piece of advice you would give a lot of people in the industry are on the hunt? Uh, general manager is kind of one of the positions at the end of their rainbow. If it's not being an owner, um, what would you say to the, to the folks that uh, see general manager in their in their sights in the next year or two? What what do you wish you were paying a little more attention to? Service. You know, service is crucial. And I think a lot of general managers don't actually learn service until they get inside the job. Uh, Service is a big part, a a large part of the entire focus of the dealership. And when you understand how um, influential it is to that to that balance I was telling you about, you learn to appreciate a little bit differently. Um, our sales and service departments don't work well together. Our parts and service departments don't often work well together. And when you can figure out a way to guide all those departments together with a mutual respect, you start to get the lift and the buy-in and the confidence and the leadership to get each department to understand how critical it is to the point that we've even bonus departments to work together to have common goals. Because when the dealership's goals are all aligned and all your people are backing every single one of them, then they understand instead of pointing fingers at other departments that let's work well together. So we've created these monthly or these daily huddles where we make every department manager meet for 20 minutes every day. And we talk about how well those departments should work together, any issues and concerns. So there's never any of that bubbling over volcano in the back that they're coming together every single day to address the issues and realizing how well their departments have to work together for the success of the store. I mean, I've seen Ed Roberts smile a lot. Like if, I know. if Ed is awake, he's smiling, but I don't know that I've ever seen him smile bigger than I did while you're talking about service department, focusing on it and getting all the departments to yeah, work Yeah, and together. Fabiola is over here. I think she's about to nod her head. She's like at a rock concert because she's, I mean, it sounds like you're experiencing so much of this. And, and this is the stuff, you know, from, a, from an industry perspective, a lot of the conversation gets pointed at some of the macro trends and some of the big things that are happening in our industry, but the reality is that the ground game is played in the dealership every single day. What's the ground game for you look like right now, Fabiola, and what are the, what are the biggest projects that you're looking to tackle here as we go into 2024? Well, the biggest things that I'm just tackling right now is just all new leadership. This dealership needed somebody to spearhead it and actually put it in the right direction. We weren't putting our customers first. We were putting ourselves first. And through the COVID times, you know, you can do the markups, you can have the inventory, you can have that list of customers that was waiting for you. And now you actually have to teach these new guys to actually sell a car and not be an order taker. So that's been a huge thing that we've been working on. I've actually preferred to 
hire new people that have never been in the industry before because it's so much easier to program somebody than to deprogram them from that time of just being an order taker. So from the sales side, that's a big thing that's going on here. New sales managers learning how to do their jobs effectively. Hey, you were great at being a salesperson, but can you lead the people that were your comrades. And then just like Erica was talking about service, people forget that service is the reason why we retain our customers, not only with our dealership, but also with our brand. A lot of people forget that that brand effectiveness, most of us have our competitors right next door, the BMW store, Cadillac, Lexus, uh, Audi, and they're great manufacturers. But with Mercedes-Benz, I chose this store because I believe Mercedes-Benz has the best product, but we also have to retain our customers. And a big part of that is retaining them in service right now. So making sure that we're doing everything from start to finish. I'm very process oriented and very detail oriented. So if you put together a process, you can't get it wrong. So it's it's a big thing about if you do it over and over and over, you build that confidence within your salespeople, your service people that they can't fail themselves because they've done it the same way over and over. You know, Oh, go ahead. Do you have something? I do. I mean, but if we you always, have something. We, we each always have yes. something. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, Michael has been, uh, you know, you've, you've recently become a dealer in, in the, in, during COVID, right? And, um, you know, as Fabiola was talking about leadership, I, I want to recognize that leadership in a dealership is not just about who you're caring for internally, but also caring for the community externally. And you've taken a unique approach at how your dealerships care for the community. Um, can you talk a little bit about how balancing leadership inside the dealership and outside of the dealership is important to the success of your stores? Yeah. yeah. So, oh, sorry. Yeah. That was for Michael. For Michael. <laughs> yeah. I bet. Yeah, I got excited so, about that one. I, I will right. take any advice that you have for me on that in the future as well, Fabiola, because I, I could always <laughs> take additional advice um, other how other people do it. But, um, you know, one thing that we did this year is we, we partner with nonprofits, you know, through through the past. And um, this year we decided, you know, why can't we do it every month? Right. Instead of just doing special events, we did it. So we did it every month and we, we took a vote as we talked about in our previous episode, uh, the live uh, recording. Um, we started with asking our salespeople, hey, you know, would you want to participate in donating to a nonprofit? You know, every month we, we pack $50 per car uh, that we sell and the salesman of the month gets to pick whatever charity that they get involved with. Now, I told you this before, we took we wanted them to be involved. So we took it up one level this year after the Christmas party last week. Our GM, our sales manager and the team got together and said, hey, listen, we're going to also volunteer as a team once a quarter to one of those nonprofits that we do. So whether it's one hour, two hours, four hours, but it's going to be one Sunday every quarter, the whole entire team gets together and we're going to go build a house or put a roof on or, you know, hand out food or whatever the case might be. Now, hopefully they have a proper guidance for building a house because I don't know how salespeople <laughs> are building houses. Enthusiastic? We'll just hand out food. We'll be good with Enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have a little, you know, disclaimer, whatever. That, hey, whatever we build, yeah. there's no no warranties behind it. You know, we, we need the fixed stops people in on this one. <laughs> yes, there you go. There you go. Oh, well, thank you so much. I, I mean, this is, we, we're going to do this again and we're probably yes. going to organize, uh, some kind of meal in my dream state where we all get to sit around the table and share these stories. Um, we're going to do more. Thank you so much. Unfortunately, we're out of time for today. 
Um, you all are really the reason that the auto industry is the greatest industry in the country and, and in the world is because of your level of care, concern, and that's no good without some operational excellence because we need to be yeah. profitable. So Absolutely. thank you for being an example to all of us and sharing some of your time with us today. Paul, what a segment. I'm telling you what, that, it got me fired up. At the end of it, we said to all of them off camera, we were like, can we just have you guys over for dinner? And we'll just kind of like let you talk for an hour. It's going to so. happen. Hey, I, I'm dead serious. We need to get every single one of them out to a SodaCon. I think we will. Absolutely. And it's a great time to mention. Did you know that a SodaCon is already on the calendar next it year? It is on the calendar. Yep. It is. I'm not yep. good with dates, but I can tell you it's in May. Kyle May 14th dates. to 17th. <laughs> and you can go to a SodaCon right now and already start finding out more info about it. We're going to be releasing speakers and content and, and early bird and, tickets and all the tickets here over the next month. So stay tuned on that. All right. Well, I, oh, I got to trigger the music. I got so excited. Go. I forgot to trigger the music. Go. You have the last day or the last week of the last month of the entire year mm. to go out there and sell. So we're going to bump the music a little bit. Just get your game face on. It's time to close it out strong.